Well, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about how when God requires something of us that is difficult or challenging, and I'm not necessarily talking about things that are actually difficult and challenging. I'm talking about the things that are that seem very difficult to us because in our flesh, we don't want to do it. So like when God is requiring me to forgive or when God is requiring me to walk in a new level of obedience, a new level of faith and something like that, where it's it's requiring something of me. And oftentimes what it's doing is it's actually requiring me to to give something up to leave something behind, to set something aside for a season or altogether or whatever the case may be. And it might feel like I'm losing something in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like I think forgiveness is a, is a good example of this because it's tricky sometimes to forgive. You know, it's tricky sometimes to walk in forgiveness when we're talking about forgiving somebody who wronged us in a really serious way. Maybe somebody who really took advantage of us or something like that. And Jesus is extremely clear. I mean, extreme. it's one of the clearest things that he's clear about in, in scripture when he's extremely clear about forgiveness and he mm -hmm. doesn't sugarcoat it and he doesn't beat around the bush. And he says, unless you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will not forgive you your trespasses. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul essentially takes that same language in Ephesians and tweaks it slightly, but actually he does it in Ephesians, he does it in Colossians, it comes up actually several times throughout the, throughout the New Testament after the death and resurrection of Jesus, where Paul will say something like, forgive others as God in Christ forgave you. And it's the idea that because Jesus walked in this level of forgiveness, that we are actually, we're called, we're required to do the same. And I think that sometimes in our strength, in our own strength or in our own weakness, the frailty of our flesh, whatever, it seems like difficult. It seems like in order for me to forgive this person, I've got to let something go that I've been holding on to. And sometimes that can just be really counterintuitive to the way that we think or the way that we things that we we think are are okay for us to do mm -hmm. and so yeah i don't know i've just been thinking about that's just an example but i've just been thinking about the things that god requires us to do where he's calling us higher he's calling us to walk in where it's not just the things of like okay i'm a christian i go to church i read my bible i you know i do these things that i do i spend time with god i worship i pray i whatever it's um where god is actually there's something specific there's something practical and i think that those are really really incredible opportunities for learning and for growth and it's also an opportunity for us to express our sonship mm -hmm. in god mm -hmm. because so like hebrews 12 verse 6 says i think it's 12 6 i'll look it up in a second but it says that who the Lord loves, he chastens. Mm -hmm. And so it's this idea of chastening. And then when you go down a, a verse or two later, it actually says that if you endure chastening from the Lord, it, it's 
says you are you are sons. God treats you. God deals with you as with sons, and of mm -hmm. course that includes daughters. Yeah. So God deals with us as with as with his sons and daughters. He he considers us his sons and his daughters. And so I think that when we when we endure that, when we invite the Lord's leadership into those areas of our life where like nobody likes chastening, nobody likes discipline, nobody likes to be corrected, right? I mean, I I don't. I don't know, do you? <laughs> but you know, so it's we don't we don't necessarily like it. But I think when we invite the Lord's leadership in that way into those areas of our life that, again, might be something that is painful, or at least it's we perceive it. It feels painful when we're in the moment, but it's a, a huge opportunity for growth. And I think it's one of the ways that our our sonship, our relationship with the Father is really expressed. And so I think when we lean into that, when we lean into God's correction, when we lean into God's discipline, when we lean into a rebuke from the Lord, you know, I think that we have an opportunity to see an aspect of his character that we don't get to see in any other way. If you're following me. <laughs> yeah, I do follow you. Um, so I have a few few thoughts about a few things that you just said um first i think that when we look at forgiveness the majority of the time we look at forgiveness from a position of um like we we cuddle the pain we have a tendency to prioritize the the loss mm -hmm. and I think when the verse that resonates in my mind is uh, the scripture where Jesus says, uh, counted us all as loss. So or what when, is when Jesus or when Paul says, yeah, well, count sorry. all as loss. Yeah. Yeah, 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 count all as loss. So, and I think that many times we look at the scripture so we look at principles that the bible teaches us or the standard that the bible is calling us to we tend to look at them a lot from a very rational point of view or from a very humanistic way if i actually could use that word and the reason why i said that is because when we read scripture when we are seeking god we can factor out the holy spirit mm -hmm. and we cannot factor out the fact that the word was inspired by god mm -hmm. by the spirit of god given to men mm -hmm. so that tells me that there is an intention that there's a heart beating behind it and if I try to just take it as just word by word without pondering it in my heart and asking the Lord to show me how that looks like for me, mm -hmm. I could very easily mistake, it, get a mistake. Like, you know what I mean? Like missed out on what we're really saying. And I think when the issue with forgiveness is that why does it have to be so difficult mm -hmm. like who who stipulated that mm -hmm. did we 
or did he? If we're going to look at what happens in our lives without the contents or without the reality that my every step is ordered by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Even when I take a mistake, a misstep, or if something happens in my life uh, as a consequence of a decision that I make that maybe was not, um, that I didn't make that decision with God in mind or with, do you know what I mean? Like my Simon in mind. I have to deal with those consequences, but I think a lot of times we we put so much weight on the, on, like I said, on the loss. We put so much weight on on like the the human side of things, and we miss out on on like getting uh, being balanced about okay this has to have a spiritual effect in my life. Mm-hmm. And what is that spiritual effect? Now, I know maybe for somebody, somebody might be listening to what I'm saying and they might be like, oh, but what about, what about the pain? What about the, like, I, I think about the word, like um, the repercussions of the behavior or the action of what happened. And... Yes, that is very valid. But at the same time, I could say, but what about the Redeemer? What about my source of forgiveness? What about the one that can take all my pain, the one that can take all my brokenness and can make me whole again? Mm -hmm. If God is dealing with my heart about an issue of forgiveness, he's calling me to forgive because he sees that what's happening, it's taken something away from who he desires for me to be. It's, it's, it's causing me to lose more, whether it's something in my identity or whether it's something that uh, pursuing uh, a passion that he's placed in my heart wholeheartedly, you know, maybe I've, I've, broken relationship with people that he has placed in my life mm-hmm. for misunderstanding for yeah. whatever and and at, at the bottom line at the same time i think it's a measure of maturity mm-hmm. yeah as we grow in it it's maturity like either i'm either going to believe him entirely about about the word or i'm not yeah and at least me personally i feel i've gotten to this place in my walk with the lord where i feel like i'm all in mm-hmm. is it gonna be hard yes for sure it, i recognize that it's gonna be hard yeah is it gonna be challenging at times is it gonna challenge my rational yes most definitely because i'm i'm flesh yeah and i don't perfectly live in in the spiritual awareness i'm I'm not perfect on that but at the same time when i when everything is said and done and i take a moment to actually have those hard conversations with god or allow him i allow him to come into my heart to 
the areas of my life where I might be having a little trouble mm -hmm. with what he's asking me, I always, I very often go to this question, what is it worth to me? Is not dealing with this worth enough good. to grow and mature and continue on with my life? Or is this really like that imperative? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from anything or any situation. And I'm not trying to take validation out of that um, because, I mean, I've been there. I, I, I've been there. I, before, you know, years ago, I remember situations that happened where people hurt me, where, you know, people either said things about me or misrepresented me to people that I really cared about. And I felt like there was never a solution and there was never, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, yeah, resolved and I. I've been, I remember times where there was something in my heart and I was just really like, and I'm talking about like, I was, I'm, I, I, at that moment I was in ministry, like, you know what I mean? But I still had my issues with this whole thing of like forgiveness. And I'm not, and I think now it's not that I don't deal with that anymore. I still do, but I think I have grown and I have matured in my relationship with God where I see it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't look at it anymore in terms of, oh, there was a wrong that was done to me and justice is demanded on this issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not because it's, justice is not required. Yes, but I'm not the one that has to make that justice happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what. Do you know what I mean? That's like, exactly what the what forgiveness is, is it's it's relinquishing. It's it's giving up. It, like if I'm gonna forgive, I'm giving up my right to continue to hold this thing over this person's head, because me holding something that they did to me, you know, they they were wrong. They did it to me. Me holding this over their head, I feel like in my, you know, in just my my humanness or whatever. I can feel like that gives me some kind of power over them. Mm -hmm. Like I can, I can really deceive myself in that way yeah. to feel like for me to, to not let this go, I'm going to hold on to this, whether they know what I feel or don't, you know, what do they know about the level of bitterness in my heart toward yeah. them or not? I can deceptively feel like this gives me a, a place of control over this experience that I had over this thing that they made me feel. Meanwhile, half the time, they have no idea. They've right. moved on. They're yeah. somewhere else entirely, not even thinking about me yeah. and the pain that they caused me. And so what I've actually got to do is I've got to, I've got to lay that down. I've got to die to that, you know, prideful, selfish desire in me to maintain control over something that was painful and it's like, I, I believe that when we're talking about, you know, now there's certain things with forgiveness where it's just like, it's, it's easy because it wasn't a big right. deal. Yeah. But like when we're talking about this level of maybe something that somebody has been carrying for a very long time mm -hmm. where it's been, you know, it's grown roots and now there's all this bitterness and there's other things in their life that are being affected and disrupted because this, 
this pain, this, you know, trauma, this whatever it was that was caused by that person or that those people mm-hmm. has so rooted itself within them that it's really begun to affect the things that they do, the decisions that they make, the mentality that they have, those kinds of things. So when we're talking about something like that, it's like attached itself to all these different areas in in their life. Now, it's still not difficult for God to undo that and to bring freedom into that situation. But it definitely, it's very, very often, uh, more way more often than not, it's a process to walk through. Yes, It's more than just, it starts with a decision, but it's more than just a one-time in-the-moment decision. It's a choosing to surrender this thing to the Lord and to say, okay, God, I see what your word says. I recognize that you're not asking me to forgive this person because what they did was okay. Because let me just be clear, what they did was definitely not okay. And forgiving them, choosing to forgive, choosing to let that thing go, it doesn't mean that you're sanctioning what they did. Right. Because it was not okay. And it doesn't mean that, you know, in in some cases there could be, there could be serious complications, not complications, but consequences rather. There could be, you know, you need to sever ties with that person. Right. Or there may be, you know, there are situations where there could be legal ramifications. And just because you forgive doesn't mean that none of those things, that all those things are off the table. Right. Yeah. However, forgiving But I do, does, I do think that when mm-hmm. you forgive, you open yourself to the leading of God mm-hmm. and how to walk that process and what that process looks like for you. Because I think sometimes we could very, uh, we, can, we, we try to uh, kind of like make it all fits like a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And I think that that doesn't really right. apply in our walk with the Lord um, because it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. God is a very personal God. He knows our our end from the beginning he knows the ins and outs of our lives a lot more than we think Mm -hmm. or give him credit for so i know and i know this by the spirit of god and i'm convinced of this like you're not like this is what i stand on and the fact that god is not going to ask me to walk a process that is not fitted to bring my life to the point where he desires that's right mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that a lot of that really stems from developing that place of trust yeah. and and person a personal relationship with god i think sometimes we can uh shy away from that and we and i think part of it is because we think that developing a relationship with god is work mm-hmm. and when you have that mentality, you will my get tired of growing that relationship. Yeah. You know, like when a relationship takes place in a very natural and we could even use the word organic way where there is no no effort. Mm-hmm. But when we say there is no effort, it doesn't mean that there's no interaction or work taking place we are just stating that there is no struggle about it Mm -hmm. in terms of we are intentionally growing that relationship 
And so many times we can lose that intentionality in our relationship with God and we mm-hmm. become more intentional with the the means to develop the relationship instead of the relationship itself. Yeah. So what that looks like is I become more intentional about I got to read my Bible, I got to journal, I got to worship, I got to and then it becomes a structure. Right. That actually end up becoming an obstacle to me developing a more intimate and real relationship with my father because I've, I have in front of me or I'm following this one, two, three, four, five steps. Mm. And I'm formulating something that is not necessary that way. Mm. Wow. So wait, so you're talking about taking the process that God is leading, that God is leading you through. And then you kind of maybe from a, let's say from a religious standpoint, kind of like reinterpreting that to say, this is what God is saying. And, and then kind of creating more of a rigidity or, or a, yeah. Like we turn it into a regimen. (laughs) It's like, we treat it like another discipline that we have to master. That's serious. That's, that's good. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, this is not a discipline that I want to master. I want to know my father. I want to know what is in his heart. I want to hear his word in such a fresh way. I want the leading of the Holy Spirit to be natural in my life. Mm-hmm. so that it becomes part of who i am like i'm not a woman of god because i taxed myself in doing all these chores and followed this regimen in order to be that so do you do you think do you think it's fair to say that god is less concerned with us getting it right all the time yes (laughs) <laughs> and more... <laughs> let me finish the question <laughs> less concerned with us getting it right all the time and more concerned with exactly what you're talking about which is the growth of our relationship our, our relational journey with god you yeah i think that's fair to say yeah i i think that's fair to say because i'm convinced that god already knows that as he's working in my character as he is walking with me and leading me i know he knows what he's placed in me so i know he knows what the outcome of things will be right because he knows my end from the beginning so i'm not going to surprise god by getting it right he knows i can get it right he made me but he cares about my heart and my development and 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 being so close with me and that partnership that you develop with him so much more than other things yeah so he doesn't want me to forego relationship for getting it right mm-hmm. like this is really i don't think it matters that much to him because getting it right is not a reflection of how deep and rooted and grounded I am with him. Mm. It really is not. That's just that I have mastered this. 
I've, I've gotten professional at it. I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I've been there, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, everything. But if you are still, if you know, that, that's just performance. Right. I mean, ultimately, that's right. that's a word that we can use and, and put there. Like, that's just a reflection of your performance. Yeah. Now, are you treating God as your employer that you have to perform? Or are you really living in sonship? Yeah. Because, I mean, as a parent, you know, I'm parenting my children uh-huh. and there is no perfect way of parenting them. But there is a God-leading way of parenting them. Mm-hmm. And there are times where the way that they relate to me as a mother doesn't make me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to forgo, forgo that and continue to grow relationship with them because they don't get it right the first time. Like, I'm going to keep on growing relationship with them. And I'm going to trust that as I show them trust and as I show them love and then as I show them, uh, you know, you used the word before like discipline. Mm-hmm. I used to look at discipline, honestly, in a very like strict way. Mm-hmm. And I related God's discipline in my life the same way. So I, 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 and I used to believe, I used to be, uh, bound by this lie and this belief in my life that if I didn't, if I wasn't, you know, doing it right all the time, that somehow God will be disappointed with me. Mm-hmm. And that in somehow that would mean, you know, because he would be disappointed with me that I'm misrepresenting him. And then because I'm misrepresenting him, that I'm not going to reach my, my destiny. And if I don't reach my destiny when I'm in front of him, like, you know, like, He's, mm-hmm. he's not going to tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. Right. Right. And out of this, just one little thing, all this big, you know, thing like stemmed out of and like, what a horrible way of living that is. Well, I- <laughs> because then you're always in this stage of like anxiousness and, 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 and yeah. like, like, oh my God, like, like, did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? Did I get it? Like, yeah. Walking on and the shows. heart of God is not like that towards us. I want to, I want to, because you went somewhere that I just thought was was so so cool, so profound. And when you were talking about the parenting relationship between you know parents and children, and how like so, I I think it's I think it's really good parenting to a parent that makes a mistake and maybe you know, yells at their kid or, or, or something when they shouldn't have, or, or maybe just, you know, lost it a little, little bit too much to then go back to the, to the child and to, you know, ask for their forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably parents out there that wouldn't, that don't want to do that because they want to, you know, maintain a certain kind of thing where it's like everything mom and dad do is right. Everything mom and dad do is not right. Nice. And and so I, I think that it's it's a really good parenting practice to recognize your faults mm-hmm. and to recognize when you I'm not saying apologize to your kids every time you discipline them because they need discipline. Yeah. And I'm saying when you know that you stepped outside of character mm-hmm. and you went too far or you you just whatever, whatever, whatever the case is, 
and to to then you know have the the humility to go to your kid and to you know there's a such thing as reversing trauma yeah sometimes and, because and... you you went off but let me just finish the thought mm -hmm. so i i can get caught up with being so perfect that i never make those mistakes mm -hmm. in the first place and maybe that would be the maybe that's the ideal right like maybe the ideal is that like i never make mistakes as a parent but the reality is is that i'm so imperfect that i'm definitely going to make mistakes as a parent for the rest of my life like yeah. i'm never going to be perfect at it so it's just walking in that that tandem like you were talking about that response to the holy spirit to say to just recognize those things, recognize when the Holy Spirit is prompting you to say, this is an area you need to improve in. This is an area where you're missing it and I need you to come up higher. This is an area where, look, you blew it. I need you to go back. And, and whether it's with your kids, with a friend, with a spouse, with a, a parent, with whatever, but, but being open to that leading of the Holy Spirit to, you know, again, that, that correction, because that's part of his leadership. And if we when we invite him to be Lord in our life, that's really what we're inviting. We're, we're inviting him to lead us. Yeah. And if we really truly want him to lead us, that means that we should be willing to respond to his correction. Now, I recognize we don't always respond immediately yeah. the right way, but it's, as you said, I think when we approach all of this, like all of the life stuff that we do, our relationship with God, our relationship with others, when we approach all of it from this from this place of relationship and connection and, and communion and, and union with God, then we open ourselves up to those nudges of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and for him to lead us and to guide us in those areas. But anyway, I just like I wanted to illustrate what you said because I thought what you said was really profound. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, and, and I think that, you know, when you, we're talking about like telling your kid like, hey, I'm sorry, I, I lost it. I, I shouldn't have done that. They might be at an age where they might not even really be able to comprehend mm -hmm. what just happened mm -hmm. by mom saying, I'm sorry. But you're setting a precept. Mm -hmm. You're setting a precept that, you know what, mom and dad are not perfect. Like I've told my kids, like there's been times where I've done something and you know something happened and you know i have a third we have a 13 year old and i'll sit down with elijah and you know while we're riding a car we'll go somewhere and i'll just start the conversation and i'll tell him you know like hey listen the other day this happened like i'll open my heart to him mm -hmm. and i believe that when i do that i give room for the holy spirit to speak to his mm -hmm. heart and to show him that Mom and dad are imperfect, but God is not. Yeah. And that even God can still use my imperfection and my mistakes mm -hmm. to still show his character to him. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why let, that, that let, really got to me. But, let, let, but, me let me say just um, <laughs> on that, that you are... Um, now, so Elijah is, he's dealing with some of the teenage angst type stuff and, and sometimes he can speak disrespectfully and that, and that sort of thing or whatever. But one thing that is really, really clear is the, 
the level of um, just trust that he has for for you. Like from you know, I, I hope he has that trust with me too. But from my perspective, <laughs> because I see it, because I get to see it from yeah. a third party perspective, I get to watch it happen. I know that it's something that's been cultivated through moments like the one that, as just an example, but through examples like that of just practical things and the way that you've interacted with him and been open with him and opened your heart. And again, I mean, as, as parents, I know I haven't always, and you haven't always expressed discipline in the most correct way. Right. And we haven't always expressed our heart and even our emotions in the most correct way. Yeah. But I do, I do think that it's moments like that of, of that, that vulnerability uh, that has really cultivated with him this level of trust where, I mean, he'll come to you and he'll talk to you about all kinds of things. Right. So it's powerful. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, that's the dynamic that the heart of the father desires to have with us. You know, when, when we have those moments where, you know, I mean, God doesn't lose it. He doesn't lose his temper with us, but we lose it with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we have those moments where, I mean, I've been there where God is dealing with something in my heart and I might get to a point where I'm like, well, I don't care what you say. I'm just not ready to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I might walk away from, from that nudging because I just, I don't want to deal with that. Right. I, you know, I refuse to deal with that at this moment because I want to be in my feelings. And I've said it, you know, I've, I've said that to God and I know, please don't have a heart attack about it. You know, maybe you're not in that place of relationship where, where you're God, probably more spiritual where, than us. where you might feel like, Oh, how dare you tell God that? But I've had my moments where I've, I've told the Lord, like, um, I'm putting my foot down on this one. Like, no, nope. like I just no. And I think you've had those moments, too, in your relationship with God where, you know, you've said, like, uh, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. So, no, I like I we'll like to tell to God, <laughs> I like to tell God my plans. Right. Which it's so that's that's like one of those old jokes. It's right. like if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. But I don't learn from that joke, even though it's it's makes sense. <laughs> I tell God I like to tell God my plans very adamantly. I like to state my plans out to right. God. Yeah. And I feel like he's such a good listener and he's cool with it. But at the same time, he knows like, all right, but I'm working on your heart and yeah. we're going to eventually I'm going to get you <laughs> yeah. on, on, on board with me right. where we can actually do this together and we can make this work. Yeah. You know? And and I think that, uh, you know, as I've grown I've, as you mature in your relationship with God, you do get to that point where you realize like his discipline comes from a heart of love. Mm -hmm. His discipline Absolutely. to me, I don't, I don't equate his discipline as disdain or disappointment, mm -hmm. but I equate his discipline as love and honor and, and care. Like, because he cares so much for me, that's why he wants the best for me. And, and there are times where he might be asking me something that is hard that I'm not quite ready, but that's where, where faith and trust comes in mm -hmm. to, like I said, again, to remember, like, who am I dealing with? I'm not dealing with an imperfect person. I'm dealing with God. I'm dealing with um, the one that has the best, the best the desires for me. Uh, again, you know, I'm dealing with the Redeemer. I'm dealing with the one that gave his life for me, that paid the price for me. So why wouldn't I 
Like, why would I not want and desire in my life to to grow closer to him or or to give give him these things? Like, it it just I I, I don't know, it might just be me personally, but I just feel like I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I rather lose everything and have him. Like, I understand what the Apostle Paul. I feel like to some extent, you know, when he wrote that, and and he said, you know, I, I counted all as loss mm-hmm. for the sake of having him. Mm-hmm. I want him. I want him more than anything else. Um, and and I think when it comes to forgiveness, at the end of the day, is am I trusting him? Do I trust him to walk me through this process and bring me to the other side? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I do trust him. Is it going to be easy? No, but he knows that the process might not be easy. So he's more than willing to walk with me through the rough and tough of the process to bring me about. That's good. So I don't want to hold on to forgiveness or to this idea of, oh, justice be done in my name. Why I don't hold on to that? Because I know that he's going to do justice. He mm-hmm. is a just God and he's going to do justice. I trust his, his lordship. I, I trust his leading. And I don't want to be consumed by such a desire of, of, of justice and uh, redemption and restitution over my life that it consumes the process of me walking and maturing with him. That's more important. Yes. I feel like that's way more important at the end of the day because that's where my character is going to be forged. That's where I'm going to know him in the trenches. That's how where, where I'm going to know the deeps and the love. You know, I love that scripture in Romans that says, you know, like how wide and how deep is his love. But do I want to just hear that mm-hmm. or do I actually want to walk through that and know that? I want to know it by experience. I don't want it to be something that I just I just read on Sunday or every other day and then just let it that be. No. And we have so many opportunities to actually learn and have those tangible moments with God where what he speaks in his word becomes life in my life and it becomes that rhema, but also become something that I can actually, you know, stand on and walk out. Yes. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Because then if I don't have that, all I have is actually just religion. And all I have is just idealism. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want that. Yeah, I liked um something you said a while back. Um you 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 said about going going all in like i'm i'm all in on this and to to go back to paul's statement that all these things right all these things that i i I counted gain i now count as loss compared with knowing you compared with the excellence of knowing you yeah and that's what it is like he's the goal and i think we get out of balance when we make these other things the goal like when we make the i need justice when we make that the goal and we elevate that to the place that we're willing to pursue that at the expense of pursuing him because yeah. we're uh, ultimately i think what it comes down to is so i think all these things that we do 
it's it's always it always comes back to this thing where I think it's rooted in this perception of lack that something is missing. Right. And and so in in this case, I think what it often shows up as is I don't know if I trust God to redeem this. Yeah. I don't know if I trust God to really restore this. I don't know if I trust God to give me the justice that I deserve. I don't know if I trust God to make sure that I get what's rightfully mine. And so we begin to elevate the pursuit of that thing above our pursuit of God. Yeah. Because in our, you know, human thinking or whatever, that temporarily becomes more important for yeah, some the reason. objective. Yeah. And and so, you know, again, I mean, I think that's what messed up even the garden and Adam. Like I, I yeah. think that that's what started it. It was this this lie from the enemy that said, God's holding something back from you. And the reality is that when God is calling us to that level, so whether we're talking about the forgiveness stuff or we're talking about laying something down, giving something up, something that is in the moment, it's costing us something to go after God, to respond to God. And the idea here is not, you know, God saying, if you don't lay this down, you can't be my child anymore. No. It's not It's mm-hmm. not that. So don't take this as like a condemning thing. Right. But it is it's always an that. invitation when God is calling us to that next level. It really is an opportunity for us to grow in trust. And it's saying, I trust you enough, God, to, just as an example, to give this thing up. I trust you enough to lay this thing down because at the end of the day, what I want more of is you. And I, I don't know about you, but like I've had seasons in my life that I can point to where I've had that kind of mental slash spiritual battle of I knew God was requiring something new of me, but I wasn't ready to give it up. So there's a transition period. <laughs> there's a season of time where I'm doing a lot of that back and forth, like arguing with God, why I still need this, why I'm not ready to give this up, why I'm right and you're wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like that stuff that I think. And I think it's part, it's part of the process. It's it's part of, um, I believe that God is never going to violate that relationship. He's never going to, uh, violate that, that, that trust. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've heard people say this, you know, have an open hand policy with God, but you don't just, just, just do it. You, you have to get to that place in your relationship with God, where you realize like, if there's anything I'm holding in my hand and I'm holding it so tightly, like then I'm the one that's trying to control it. And I'm really not sharing it. I'm really not um, allow giving room for God to, have a say in that matter. Right. And, mm-hmm. and when I recognize that in my life, I have to ask myself the question, am I keeping God at arm's length because I, that's giving me a certain sense of false security? That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. I have to ask myself that. I have to ask tough questions to myself. And at the same time, I have to recognize and say, okay, what what's more valuable to me? Mm-hmm. And I know that <laughs> this is, I feel like I'm repeating myself because I said it it's before, but what's more valuable to me? To hold on to this or to 
to grow. Mm-hmm. Like I have a purpose. I, I have somewhere to be. I have things that I need to accomplish in my life and not for the sake of those things, right. but because I know that in the process of getting those things, I'm going to grow so much more deeper in love with him and so much yes. deeper in who yeah. I am. And I first, I, mm-hmm. I want to know him more. But two, I really want to see myself in that place. I want to mm-hmm. see what that looks like. And yeah. I, I trust God to know that he's not going to, He's not going to abuse me in that way. Yeah. If I yeah. can use that word. And I'm yeah. using that word very deliberate because I think that sometimes we can uh we can look at God kind of like like he's above me and like what he's asking me for it's like a demand. Yeah. Do, do you know what else. I mean? Yeah. Like it's I'm, I'm demanding this from you. And when we have that perception, we really, really not in the same heartbeat. We're not really understanding uh, where God is in terms of that situation. And I mean, I've I've been there. I've I've had those moments in my life where I felt that way. And I remember one time specifically, you know, God was asking me about something. And and I said, I said, I'm just, I want to give it to you. I really do, but I don't know how mm-hmm. because I'm so attached to it because I am afraid of what will happen if I, if I give it to you. And I remember God saying to me, okay, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it right now. I, I still love you. I'm still with you and we'll work through this together. Mm. It's not. Yeah, don't stress. Exactly. And I know someone that might be like, what? Mm-hmm. How can he say that? Jehovah Sneaky works be- his way around. He gets <laughs> because, <it. laughs> he brings you back. Do you know, because I, I recognize that at the moment, he knew that I needed more to know yeah. that he loved me even despite of my hesitation, that he was still there with me in that season even when I was feeling like he wasn't like, like if I, and that was, that was something that I, you know, was rooted in my heart very deeply. Uh, just a feeling of, uh, if I don't give him what he's asking me for, he will abandon me. Mm. He will leave me. Yeah. And it took me years to recognize that lie. And he's not. And I know that even though he was asking me for this, and I was only looking at that, he was still working on the root of the reason why I couldn't give it. It's really good. And he's always, um, God looks at the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So as he's dealing with our hearts, because he knows our life to such a detail and, and the degree of what, how he knows us, he knows that what, whatever, however the process is about it, 
he's he's got all the angles mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's why i said before like we cannot just look at everything as a one size fits all yes because god is not in it to just oh let's get it done like no that's our mentality that's how i feel about the issue but that's not how god looks at it god is it's like oh this is a great opportunity we're we're, we're dealing with this okay but this is a great opportunity for me to to reassure you on my love and when i do that i'm building you i'm building you to that place where i know you will be ready to give that to me because you trust me yeah and, and you mentioned this earlier but it's the the way that god works in our lives it's, it's always it's always through love he is love. He, he can't operate in our lives outside of love. It's his nature to yeah. always act in our lives lovingly. And it's always for love. It's always with our betterment in mind. It's yeah. always with our freedom in mind. And that really is, I think, it's the ultimate level of freedom to, like the ultimate level of freedom is not, I get to do whatever I want. Right. The ultimate yeah. level of freedom is I'm content to just say yes to you yeah. because even if this is it, like in the moment, it might cost me something. It might take something for me to lay something down, to respond, to, to do whatever that the Lord is leading me to do. But it's, I think that's the ultimate level of freedom, that willingness to like hold everything in life, even the things that mean the most to us, but mm -hmm. to hold everything in life. So just loosely, because compared with knowing him, yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't compare. It doesn't yeah. measure up. Right. And it, it makes me think of like one of the most extreme examples of obedience in scripture, which was Abraham called on by mm -hmm. the Lord to sacrifice his son, Isaac, yeah. when Isaac was the promise, like mm -hmm. he was the son of mm -hmm. promise that God had spoken to him about. And like, he's, he's the one, he's the one that this whole thing, this whole future, the whole fulfillment of the dream, right. it's all hinging upon Isaac's life. Yeah, exactly. And now, so so God isn't, I mean, as hard as it is, God's calling Abraham not just to lay down the life of his son, but to lay down the whole promise. Yeah, exactly. it's It's you and me in that. Like, we're in that. Yeah, it's the whole future of what God had promised that I will make you a father of many nations the, right. and, and talking to him about the seed coming right. through Isaac and in you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Like this is the whole thing. This is the rest of the Bible exactly. is like <laughs> on the line in this moment. And it's like that level of obedience to say, well, God, I know that this is what you said. So I trust you that if this is what you're calling me to do, if this is what you're leading me to do, I know that I can trust you because ultimately you're going to be true to your word and to have that level of confidence. Like we could look at that from a, a, a mindset that just, it could be hard to understand that yeah. and to say, well, that was really cruel of God to, to ask Abraham of that. And just, and I mean, for anybody, just, they don't know the story. God ultimately tells him to, not do it right. <laughs> and he just it was uh really it was a, it was a test of his of his obedience but abraham had to in that moment have been so aware of something that it's not god is cruel and asking me to do this but i have to do it i'm going to do it anyway it was the the thing that was leading him 
it had to be this just such an intense level of trust and just commitment that God is the one who is running the show here. Because there might be times where God will tell me, I want you to stop doing this. I want you to leave this behind for this season. I want you to, and, and I can say in my finite thinking, well, this is helping me get to the thing that you said you wanted me to do. This is helping me fulfill the dream. This is helping me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm asking you to lay it down. And we, as you said, God sees the whole picture. We don't always see it. But it's, if God is in, God is calling us to do something, if he's requiring something of us, it's because either he has something better for us or because there is something about this response that is going to lead me into a greater just level of freedom, a greater level of trust in this relationship with him, which is invaluable in the journey of what he's ultimately you know, calling us to. Right. And I think something when it comes to uh, the word obedience is that there's a difference between obedience out of fear or yeah. out of an authoritative parent than the obedience of like honor mm -hmm. or the obedience that comes out of like the natural response of love. Mm -hmm. um, and as parents in the natural, like we, we approach obedience most more, most of the time as a sense of you obey because I'm your parent. Right. Like you, you listen to what I say because I'm your parent, because I'm the one that's calling the shots right now, <laughs> you know? Um, yes. And that's definitely not <laughs> the way it is with God. And I, I've had my moments, even as a parent, where I've had those moments to say, like, uh, you better obey because that's what I say, you know? And I can get very Latina and very, like, you know? Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a reflection of who God is. Like, yeah. um, and wow, like ob just obedience out of honor, it's so different. Like I want to obey or I obey because at the end of the day, I'm not, I don't care about the outcome. I care about having you. I care about our relationship and keep on growing that so much more than like this is just a, one piece of the puzzle, but it's not, not the whole thing, uh, you know? And, and I think, again, it's, it's um, our perception of things and our perception of our relationship with the Father determines the response that we will have to him as well. If I look at my Father as someone who is holding up something against me or who's not walking alongside with me, but he's just looking me from looking at me from afar and like measuring my level of, of you know, response or performance. Like I'm going to respond based on that. I'm going to respond how I think he's looking at me. And the enemy knows that and the enemy will use that against us because the enemy doesn't want us to actually know God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to have that personal, intimate relationship with a father and to live in such a way that we, we move and we have our being just like 
scripture says, you know, I mean, that that's one of my favorite passages. And, and I'm always asking God, like, what does that look like? I want to know what that looks like every day. Yeah. I want to know what that looks like in my moments of weakness. I want to know what that looks like in the moments when I feel at my best. Mm -hmm. Because I want to have my being in him. That's what I want more than anything. Uh, and, and when you, when, when you don't, you, there's, there's a higher price to pay. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> again, I know what it is not to live in that. I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And I don't want that. I, uh, there are times in my life where I've, I've been at a place and I mean, you've seen me in that place where, you know, I, I was still struggling with giving God certain things and, and feeling like it's just, this is just too costly. Like, this is just so much. Like I just, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to quit. I'm going to give up. Yeah. This is not worth it. Like, I'm just going to be satisfied with just having this, mm -hmm. which is not what he wants for me. Right. But I think that it's okay. And then I, and then so pridefully think like, I'm sacrificing myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's such a trap. It's, yeah. it's such a trap that the enemy like has us, like he tries to manipulate us even in that way to, to get us to think like, oh, you're so humble because you're choosing to give up purpose. Yeah. just so that you're not suffering but it's a bunch of baloney like no mm, yeah no <laughs> why would you live below what he has promised you and and call it great and satisfying no it's really good i i i want it all i want it all and there is a way to have it all with him but I need to be, and my heart needs to be tempered. My heart needs to be connected to, to him so that I know when he says move, I can move and I move freely. And when he says don't move, then I don't move and I stay still. But even in that, I still, the whole point is to know him more. The whole point is to to grow more in love with him and to to understand him as as real and as tangible as I can. Mm -hmm. Because that's what matters. That's that's more valuable than than anything else. So when he asked me to obey, I, I obey because I know it's going to be worth it. It's 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 better. Like it's not. I feel like you get to a place where is that even a question? Right. Is it really even a question? It becomes a natural response of mm -hmm. the heart because you, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. I believe it all, and I want to experience it all. So, I'm all in. I'm not concerned about being independent. I don't want to be independent. I want to depend on my father. Because he's the one that put me here. And to live a life separated from God and without purpose, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. 
So if he asks me to deal with something that requires forgiveness, my response would be, okay, God, how do I walk this? Because I don't know how to walk it without you. Yeah, yeah this is something that I always say is, is just that, that willingness, you know, that, that heart attitude of willingness. It's okay to be, we should be honest with God. I, I believe God wants us to be honest with him mm -hmm. and not just, you talked about the, how we can respond and we can say yes out of fear. Mm -hmm. And I think that there, there might be times where we've lived like that with yeah. God, you know, but oh, yeah. God wants us to know his heart and to know how loving he is and to, and to know to know him at such an intimate level that we understand that this is a partnership. This is not a dicta a dictatorship. Yeah. And we're not just carrying out the wishes of our, of our master. It's no, we're in relationship and it's, it's partnership. Yes. Obedience is required, but when the shift happens on the inside of us, that says, I don't obey because I have to, or else I obey because I love. Mm -hmm. And I obey because you are worth it. Yeah. And I, I think because, because it's part of agreement, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I agree, like I'm obeying as a representation or as a responsive agreement that yes, I want your will. Yes. I want mm -hmm. what you want for me. So I'm okay. I'm willing, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And there's such a freedom when, when you realize that you really are not responsible for your life. Yeah, I noticed somebody it's, it's, that might be like, ultimate freedom. yeah, like there's somebody that might be like, what? Like you're still making decisions. Yeah. But I'm making decisions, like being led of the spirit. Like mm -hmm. I'm not making decisions like, because I'm afraid of the economy because I'm afraid of this. Like, and I think that as believers, we have to be very cautious about this. Um, especially like in such a climate, uh, politically and culturally, when there are so many things like, is the world, you know, like, is there certain things like turning bad and sour? Yes, most definitely like be aware of that, be watchful of that, but do not let those things determine. Do you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the response of your heart to the leading of the Holy spirit, do not let those things become so much more focal point and center than actually him. Yeah. And that's where we make the mistake. That's where we, we mess it up. Like, like, are you trying to tell me that God did not speak about these things? Are you trying to tell me that, that it's not in the peer view of God, what's happening? Are you trying to tell me that God doesn't know the, the political climate or, or what's the economy is going or what the, how the culture is changing and all that? No, you're trying to tell me that. I'm sorry, but I refuse to believe that that's the God that I live for. And that's the, that's the God who I serve. I serve a God who is all-knowing, omnipresent who's almost powerful he is the god of the impossible so i'm not going to be in uh what's the word um oh i forgot the word what is it impressed i'm not going to be impressed i'm not going to be moved by all this happening in such a way that i get so consumed and so scared and so uh, like alert, 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 danger, 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 danger. Like that is something that 
the enemy wants. Yeah. Because then what we focus on, that's how what we become. And if I begin to focus so much in all the bad and in all this and all that, like, I mean, and this might just be my personal stand, but at the end of the day, it's like, why am I looking for the world to live up to the standard of culture that lives by the principles of God right. when they don't even know God? Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we expect like, Christians to act like Christians? Yeah. Like, like, why do I expect, like, I'm sorry, this is a peeve and yeah, don't, don't don't kill me or don't 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 hate me but you know when i see uh shows or when i watch movies i have to know how to filter i need to be able to you know like see things and 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 recognize and discern and say okay no no good dirt whatever get rid of it it's not beneficial it's not good for me okay this is good okay let's see what what can i learn from this or what do you know what I mean? And I think so many times we are, we want to see everything like, oh, kingdom representation, oh, but okay. it's not. Yeah. Like, it's not. That's, that's like our job, like our job, like we, there's people who have been assigned in this time in history to take places and positions and all those spheres of life to be a beacon of light. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be like, a, you know, oh, now I'm in the position, like now all of a sudden the kingdom is going to come and everything's going to change. No, I'm there to be a voice. I'm there to be an influence in what happens in the future and, 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 and have something to say about it. But I can't be like religious about it. I can't be in a way that instead of turning people's hearts towards God, I'm turning them away from the gospel of the good news. You know what I mean? And, and I think that many times we can be so selling for the things of God in a way that turns the heart of people away from God. I agree. Yeah, I, I think I think one uh, really powerful example of what you're saying in scripture is is Daniel, mm-hmm. and how Daniel he brought he got brought into a very secular system, right. uh, a, a paganistic you know way of way of life. Not him, but you know he, he was put into this. Uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking? I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but anyway he was put into this into this world this babylonian culture mm. and because of the the skill and the excellence with which right. he lived he was promoted very very quickly and he gets to the point where he's at an extremely prominent position in government and we see examples of him throughout script throughout the book of daniel where he's serving the king well mm-hmm. you know and he's like he's he's living out the love of god and he's and he's doing it in the way that he's serving the realm. He, he's serving a realm that is anti-Christ. Yeah. He's serving a king who is completely ag- against God in his behaviors and in, in his ways. And yet Daniel finds himself in this culture, and he recognizes that the call of God on his life in that season is to 
to to model uh, yeah. kingdom living and kingdom lifestyle right. to to model which he wouldn't have called it that back then because that was something <laughs> that that Jesus really really brought brought into focus but but you get what I'm saying right like the culture of the kingdom the culture mm-hmm. of of God of of who God is of establishing that uh, in the way that I'm living in the way that I'm serving and so often I think we can be in our religiosity we can be more drawn toward the things that we say. And it often can come out in in condemnation. It can yeah. come out in a in a condemning way. We can be very quick to condemn the ways of the world. We can be very quick to condemn people for going against God, but then slow to actually model and express through our character what it looks like to live opposite to that. To, yeah. to live according to the kingdom, which you know we've heard it said that this is an upside down kingdom yeah. that that we that we live in. It's completely opposite to right. the way that this world system is working. So for us to sit back and to be scandalized exactly. by the way that the world is going and yeah. then to get up on this high horse and then to speak down to culture, I believe, and I, and I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm not hearing what you're saying, but what I, what I believe you're saying is that God has not called us to be up on a pedestal speaking down at culture. No. He's called us to be on the level to get into where culture is and to embrace, yeah. to love people, to, to express the heart of the father in the way that we live our lives. And yes, that does mean speak. I'm not saying we don't speak. That's right. all, you know, cause that could be a cop out as yeah. well. Yeah. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we don't speak. No. We don't talk about Jesus. Right. We don't correct. I'm not saying we don't do any of that, but it's gotta be from this place of love. And yeah. I think that it works the absolute best when it happens through relationship that's established by trust and how do we establish trust we establish trust by doing the things that we're called to do with excellence and serving when we when we serve when we're willing to serve so often we want to skip that serving step because it's hard right and because it takes time yeah and we'd rather just kind of be on the other end Mm -hmm. of like the speaking against things that aren't going and, and it's like okay well fine speak against it but i don't want to hear it unless I know that you're actually willing to get down in the trenches and right. actually serve, because I think that that's what we clearly see that Jesus did. Right. And I think that it's, it's the, the truth of like being genuine, like mm-hmm. Jesus was moved to compassion and Jesus compassion and genuineness is what draw men unto him. Mm-hmm. So the same way it has to work for us is, um, we draw men onto us to draw them onto him. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not going to happen if we are um, like too goody-goody, you know? Like yeah. if, we, if we have this like behavior or attitude of them and us, oh, I'm mm. a believer. They're non-believers. Yeah, like, draw them that line. Yeah, like, like, okay, yeah, I know God, but they don't. But it's my prayer. It's my desire that they'll come to know you. But how would they know you if they don't see you through me? Mm-hmm. I might be the only option. I might be the only, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm all the answer to no. everybody, no. but I believe that there are people that God has placed around my life that the only way that they will hear or know about him is through me. So I want them to know the God that I know. Again, I said, I said the God that I know, not the religion that I claim to be a part of, 
the God that I know. I wonder when they hear my speech that something in my speech or in the way that I live draws them to me, they will ask questions and then I trust that God will speak to me through me to their heart because he knows their heart. He knows what their heart needs, but that's not going to happen if I'm insensitive. Mm -hmm. Or am I, if I'm judgmental or if I'm so um, separated. Yeah, like, or, or if I'm desensitized, like if I'm desensitized to the pain or to, mm -hmm. to what they're, they're, they're <laughs> going through. And you can only get there by like, again, like hearing God because he, he leads us. He leads us. He tells us, uh, you know, what to do, how to do it. And people need to hear what, how do we grow in this relationship with God? No, I heard somebody said, somebody said to me a, a few, like maybe about a month ago or so, um, I went to speak at, at a church and I was teaching there. And then after that, um, somebody said to me like, yeah, my, my brother, my brother was listening to what you were teaching. And, and he said, he said, oh, I love her. I love hearing her because I hear her and I, I believe her because the way she speaks is like, she, 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 she's talking about something that she yeah, knows, she you know, it. she has this <laughs> conviction and, and I could, I mean, to somebody, you know, that could have been sound like, oh, that's such an insult, you know, like, like she drank the Kool-Aid and she. <laughs> I don't get how that could be crazy, an insult. But... You know? but to me, it was like, I was like, you know what, God, like, thank you, God, that that's what, that's the kind of voice I want to be. Mm -hmm. I want people that when they hear me speak about God, there's something in this, in, in, in my life sounds in such a genuine way that it doesn't point at me, but it, it points back to yes. him, you know? I mean, that's, that's, we, we are called to know him, but to make him known. Mm -hmm. And I want to make him known by my life, that my life speaks volumes. It's not about like becoming a public persona, you know, or like, you know, especially like now in this culture, like everybody wants to be an influencer and everybody wants to, you know, have like all these followers and everything like that. And it's, it really is not about that. It's about what can I add to the conversation that's taking place today in this time in history that will, will point at him, that will make people that are hopeless find hope, that are, that would, uh, will show those that are heartbroken that, that there is uh, redemption, that there is forgiveness, that there is that perfect love and that perfect care for them. Like that is more important. And um, this, this, I think the question sometimes we ask is like, why is God asking me to do these hard things? And 
the simple answer is like because he knows that you can't because he knows that they're not really hard at the end of the of the day but it's the question is how would you allow him to show himself in yeah. that hardship mm -hmm. what would you learn how what would you gain in that hardship yeah would you gain more of him or are you going to gain more of yourself mm -hmm. yeah it's good it's good yeah yeah i think that it's 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 interesting because it, it's such a good deal with god because even if like he's asking us to quote unquote sacrifice something to, to lay something down but at the end of the day like we can do it confidently because we know that he's got something better for us on the other side mm -hmm. it's not a sacrifice that is i mean really at the end of the day we're not sacrificing anything because he's we're gonna get more of him which is the best thing yeah and he's always got our good in mind he everything that he invites us to do it's always with our good in mind and you know i i, I think that sometimes we can get so so caught up with the journey that we're on mm -hmm. and accomplishing certain things which is good to be it's good to be driven Engaged. and yeah. it's good to oh, yeah. have goals and desires and, and yes. dreams and all those things and it's good to go after those things fervently yes but again when that begins to take center stage exactly. and it becomes more important than the pursuit of god himself yes that's when and and i think that we can deceptively think that my redemption or like the the story of my life or the restoration of my life or accomplishing this dream or accomplishing this vision or whatever that it's somehow safer in my hands than it is in god's hands yes and when i live as you said i love yeah. i love the just the imagery of that of living with your hands open before the lord um because it's not that he doesn't want me to have anything but it's that he wants to bear the weight of it yeah so that when he sees that there's something that's actually holding me back in mm -hmm. the season that i'm in that he might want me to lay aside it's for my good because he sees that in the long run this is actually going to help me get to where he wants me to go yeah and it's gonna he's gonna be able to get me there in a much better way like all of the plans of god they're so much safer in his hands than they yeah. are in mine yeah you know, all the things that god has spoken to me about and the things that he's calling us to and all of it it's like we can we can deceptively, we can get into that place where we're trying to do God's part instead of our part. Yeah. And so I think that that's what you kind of brought the conversation back full circle to the beginning. Mm -hmm. And and I thought it was cool that you did that. And it's just, yeah. it's living in that place. When, when God comes to us or he's asking us to give him something, to lay something down, to respond in obedience, it's just the daily stuff that we do yeah. with God. But sometimes it's, harder than others yeah. even though it's not yeah. <laughs> it, it feels harder than others because what he's asking us to do is something that's just it, it's not computing with our brain of yeah. why he would want us to do that or, or whatever yeah. but it's that living in that place of confidence and trust in him and that and, and the thing about it is that and this step of obedience mm -hmm. that, that he's calling me to take even if I'm not 100% convinced at the time when I'm making the decision to trust and obey, mm -hmm. it's in the act. It's it's in the obedience. It's in that step. I, I think that faith mm -hmm. can really be 
defined as obedience mm -hmm. in, in, in almost every situation. It's I'm responding to what he said. Right. That is faith. That's, mm -hmm. that's an expression of faith. When I'm simply responding correctly mm -hmm. <laughs> to what God, even if I don't get it hundred percent, right. Right. I'm, re I'm going in the direction based on the voice of the Lord, based on the leading of the Lord. And when I do that, it's in that step of faith. It's in that step of obedience that something shifts in me where I'm actually in that leg of the journey. I'm learning how to trust God more so that when I get yeah. to the other side, yeah, the vision of what I couldn't see before might become more clear, but also my ability to to see it more clearly is, is impacted. I don't know if it's making sense the yeah, way that I'm saying it, but yeah, it's definitely. like, it's in those responses of obedience to the things that God is calling us to do that we may or may not, we don't fully understand what he's saying, or we don't fully understand the purpose or the why or whatever, but it's when we're willing to take that step of obedience and, and respond to the leading of the Lord that it, it actually causes something to, to break through within us that, makes us more capable of trusting him for the next step yeah and i think it's important to keep in mind that it's it's a it's a process of maturity mm -hmm. so a lot of times i think we 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 have a tendency to single out the processes and in reality they're all connected the process of our lives are they're connected so he takes us from from one stage to the next mm -hmm. to the next to the next so if we if we have a single process mentality mm -hmm. or perception of things, then we we always see as if, oh, it begins and ends. It begins and ends. Right. And it begins and ends. But there's actually a continuity. And that is important for us to keep in mind because um, even if that process might seem to come to an end, the reality is that it's not ending. It's leading me onto something next, the next thing. Mm. It's leading me to the next thing. Yeah. And that is building immaturity in us. That's why, you know, if the last thing or the last process that you had with God was challenging, be expectant. Yes. Be ready for the next one because you're growing. Mm. It's maturity. And it's, he wants that you gain understanding and you you become more grounded in the things of god but it's not it's not a batch of like to be proud of you know what i mean i i think sometimes we can feel about maturity that way like it's something like oh <laughs> i reached that level like i'm i'm a pro at it yeah. you know <laughs> but i feel like it's, it's 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 not the opposite but it's just not that way it's more of like, wow, God, like, like I, <laughs> when I, I, I look at the record of things and, and, and everything that I've been through my life mm -hmm. and you've been with me, I see the growth and I see the closeness yeah. that has brought us. And, uh, and it excites me. It excites me. Like, okay, I know whatever comes next, mm -hmm. it's going to, you know, stretch me. Yeah. It's going to grow in me something that is not there yet mm -hmm. that he desires for me. And I'm expectant. I have this expectation of what's going to happen. 
because I want to see, I want to see him do the things in my life that he yeah. promised. And I have no, no doubt that he will. Because mm -hmm. I, I know who he is yeah. and I, I'm knowing him more. Like I'm not, um, I, I'm not sure how to word that, but I'm, I'm not done. It's yeah. not done. I don't want to be done with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be done with the process of where God wants. I, I you know, I've, I feel like there's some, 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 <laughs> I feel like so, sometimes we, we right want, now. we want to like, like, oh, like, oh, I just, I just finished this season, you know, and I just don't, I personally don't feel that way. I, yeah. I don't want to. Well, to your point, it's, it's the, <laughs> that process of maturity, it, it develops in us confidence in his ability yeah. uh, not so much in our ability yeah know? and yeah and but it's it. forever it's never yeah it's never yeah ending. i'm, I'm glad i'm glad you know i because of like i want more i want more of him like oh yeah i god was this was awesome it was awesome what you showed me here but i can't wait to see what's next yeah and it excites me, but also, and maybe this is just because I'm a parent and like, I think about what my kids would experience with God. Mm -hmm. And it excites me for that because I want that. I want to go as far as I can with God. till the moment that he calls me home. So that those that are coming after me can go so much more deeper in him because i i pushed the boundary you know <laughs> like yeah. like uh and i i think that's in the heart of god yeah. so yeah <laughs> you ready to wrap it up yeah that was good thank sophia you. was talking to us thanks for your time oh no thank you <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it. <laughs> we had been talking oh, about, yeah, about recording here, for guess, yeah for together. a while, and it just um, looks good. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks guys for good listening. Appreciate y'all very much. Don't forget to subscribe, <laughs> leave a comment, review. Yep. Anything like that. Hope the conversation today blessed you guys. And uh, yeah, and I mean, do this more often. Uh, I don't know if you do this on your on your podcast or not, but. But I mean, if anybody has any questions or has any comments specific about anything that we talk, like no, I don't like to hear from I, these people. I ever. I would love to to hear some uh, feedback and just in any way whatsoever that yeah. I. Yeah, I always appreciate your guys' questions and comments and all that kind of stuff. Um, as you know, so reach out on social media, and uh, yeah, I, we got to do this. We should do this like regularly, you know, like more often. All right, all right. bye everybody. See bye, you next yeah. time.